When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talking yesterday about Willie Nelson, this would be uh, his son Lucas Nelson and the promise of the real starting off our final hour. Lucas is carrying on the uh, father's tradition very well. Great songwriter, great voice, mm. unique voice. Yeah, it is unique. Yeah. Uh, he's really, really good, though. You'll like him. Uh, if you like Willie Nelson and then maybe a little Tom Petty, if you cross those two, you kind of get what Lucas Nelson and the promise of the real are. They were very, very good. Uh, as we always start our fabulous fifth hour with the... Uh, Local artists that uh, aren't our normal opens for the first four hours. Something wild card, we call it, with TY. And that's a good one right there because we are Austin's only local sports conversation. So all our top of the hour opens are from local bar- bands or artists. And uh, we, keep it, we keep it live, but we keep it local, Rob. Mm-hmm. We keep, keep it, it real. real. Even when keeping it real goes wrong. We keep it real, brother. Mm-hmm. Keep it real. For shizzle. Like the promise of the real. Uh, you know what got real real fast? Life. For the Texas Rangers, the Houston <laughs> Astros. The Houston Astros <laughs> got real real fast. What was that? Yeah. I mean, I'm an Astros fan, but that was even, I got boring. I was like, I was looking, I mean, Scherzer and Verlander, I'm going to get a good game finally. No, 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 no. Uh, that, that series was not good. And from 3 nothing on in the fifth inning in game mm-hmm. one until last night, it was just a pulver, pulverizing. I mean, the Rangers were up 3 nothing in the fifth inning. It's an Old Testament-style butt-whipping. I mean, it was just. The, yeah, they actually set a record, the Astros did. They are the first team in Major League Baseball history to score 12, at least 12 runs and have hit at least five homers in three straight games. So take a bow, Rangers. They set a record against you. They made history against I mean, the Rangers. And it was it was some <laughs> bad pitching, too. I mean, the Astros are hot, and uh, Altuve was crazy good. And then last night it was, it was Jose Abreu who hit two home runs and won a grand slam, won a three-run shot. The Astros hit 16 home runs in two games. In the gill. In the gill. They the love gill. playing there. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, you, you score 12, no, 13, 14, 12. Mm. That's what they did in three games. 39 runs, 10 runs for the Rangers. And really after that three-run outburst to start the series, it was 39-7. to seven. Mm. Just a beating. Just long balling in the gill. And, you, and again, it just, it just extenuated what's been going on for the Rangers. This was, uh, you know, the Astros had just gotten swept by the Yankees. So they were kind of like, oh man, this is a big series now, and the Astros kind of humiliated them. And now we'll see where the range, how the Rangers respond. Both teams are off tonight. Uh, they'll, you know, regroup. And Houston, uh, now has a game lead over Seattle, and then three games on the Rangers. They're, they're in the lead now. That has flipped completely, Rod, from a month ago. Yeah, and I, like I said, I wonder if the Rangers know how to pull themselves kind of out of this this quicksand they seem well, to be sinking to into. It's bad pitching, and that's the thing, as much as I was excited. Well, he had Scherzer see- on the mound, you thought, okay. Yeah, and he, and he got bombed, but he, got but, bombed. It, but he just was leaving the ball up. I mean, <laughs> the Astros took advantage of bad pitching there. I mean, it was it's credit to the Astros, but, man, and they hit some good pitches for homers, but, man, those were some meatballs that they, they were from. 50 hits in this series. Oh. 50 hits. And that's a team, as you're the Rangers, you know very well, right? You've scouted them. You know their what your pitching plan is and how you want to pitch a, pitcher, a hitter and not. 50? And that's a failure. That was that's a failure. Crazy. I didn't Rangers. realize it was that. That's ridiculous. Uh, and Toronto now, Rangers, if, this series, if the playoffs began today, would be out of the playoffs. 
They're now behind Toronto uh, by a half game for that final wild card because there's a real chance that all three of these teams in the West can make the playoffs. But Toronto is because you know Baltimore is going to win the East. Minnesota's going to win the Central. It looks like Tampa's going to be the first wild card team because I don't think anybody in the West is going to chase them down uh, for number for the third best record. Uh, but you know, or then it's going to be or the second best record. Then it's going to be whoever wins the, the the West, which right now is the Astros, Seattle, mm-hmm. and then Toronto and that other team are going to be jockeying for the final wild card spot. But I'll say this to the Ranger fans: the final wild card spot isn't that terrible. If you end up the sixth seed in the American League, Rod, you play Minnesota in the first round, which is better than playing either Tampa Bay or Baltimore, right? Oh yeah, because uh, it's, it's a, three plays six uh, the, the way it shakes out. So. Uh, that is what's to come, but that was that was as you said, Old Testament style. Astros just dominated the Texas Rangers, and that's enough of that. Let's get back to the NFL. Uh, we're going to talk a little high school football with Drew Sanders coming up at the bottom of the hour. Our weekly visit with the Vandergrift head coach, which we'll have the Vandergrift game. Wait, Vandergrift plays Waco Midway this week at a neutral mm. site. We'll talk to coach about that, how that game came about. But uh, final division, Rod, and then we got to go big. Go big. Got to go big uh, in the NFC South. Uh, so far in the NFC, we Rod and I both like Philadelphia in the East to go back-to-back for the first time for a team in that division in 20 years. And, uh, Ty likes the Cowboys, of course. Ryu and I both like Detroit in the North. Ty likes Minnesota. We all three like San Francisco in the NFC West. What about the NFC South? This is probably the toughest to call in this conference. I agree. It is going to be tough. Um, you know what, man? I'm going to go with I'm going to go with New Orleans. <sighs> Me too. I'm gonna go with New Orleans, and it's and it's because of Derek Carr. This is why, because Derek Carr, he he's one of the most interesting kind of case studies in the NFL. First of all, this will be the best defense he's ever played with, so that's what I like. No, he hasn't played with a defense this good when he was with the Raiders. But I'll give you a stat about Derek Carr that's just mind blowing. Derek Carr, he is he basically is 28 and 41 in comeback opportunities. Um, only six other active starters have a higher win percentage and uh, comeback opportunities. But if you combine comeback opportunities, uh, opportunities for a comeback win, that's down, I think, a, a possession in the fourth quarter. And game-winning drive opportunities, you just combine those two. Derek Carr's record, actually, his winning percentage is higher in comeback game-winning drive opportunity games than it is in non-clutch games. So you consider those to be clutch games, game-winning drive opportunities or comeback wins. He has a better record in clutch games, 44% win percentage, than he does in non-clutch games, which are a 43% win percentage. So he's better in clutch time, and he's better when the game's on the line than he is actually when his team is either comfortably ahead or his team doesn't have to worry about that clutch situation. It's mind-blowing. I don't even know how that happens. And he's only, like I said, he doesn't have, like, you go look at it, he doesn't have a, you know, a winning record as a starter. But he does when he has those clutch games to throw out there. I like it. And uh, I am, too, taking New Orleans because I just think they're the best team and they have the the most veteran quarterback in the conference or in the league. Yeah. Uh, And the one thing that the Saints have to do better this year (laughs) is win at home. Remember, it used to be so hard to go into the Superdome and win games. The noise, I you know, I was at the Georgia-Texas game in that stadium. It is so loud. Uh, and they were four and five at home last year. They went four and five, and I know they had quarterback injuries. They need to get back to making that home field advantage. If they do, I think they can even survive being five hundred or lower on the road and still win that division. Uh, with maybe you know they went seven. The thing about this division last year is the Buccaneers won it at eight and nine. 
The other mm-hmm. three teams were 7-10. and 10. So every team was a game back. So it was a terrible division, but it was tight. Uh, and it went to the went to the wire. So Atlanta could be better. What the question I, yeah. in Atlanta is Desmond Ritter? Can, it is. is he can he be the point guard to all these weapons and distribute it to Bijan and Cordell Patterson and Freaky Pitts and uh, you know Drake London? I mean they got dudes, but then the defense also needs to be better. But they invested a lot in free agency and trades through their defense. So Falcons could be much improved. That could be one of those teams that strikes if Desmond Ritter is good. No, I totally agree. And uh, to add to that about the Falcons, I, I honestly, I could see them finishing second in this division. I really could. Um, man, I, they're going to run the ball a ton. I'll give you a stat about how, how run-heavy they are. They only, they threw the ninth fewest, uh, had the ninth fewest pass attempts by any team since 1985. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's how little they threw the football. Well, guess what? They get to play a last-place schedule, too, even though they all finished yeah. where they did. They, they, they get the high, lowest grade So as far as point differential. So the Falcons get that fourth-place schedule, which could make that attractive, too. And in, in free agency, the Atlanta Falcons signed Jesse Bates uh, mm-hmm. away from the Cincinnati Bengals, who yeah, was a really good player. Yeah. He brought in Bud Dupree uh, to come in and be a pass rusher for them. They, they traded for, for Jeffrey Okuda. From the Detroit Lions, who was kind of a bust with the Lions, they're going to try to resurrect him. Now they went and got some dudes in the free agent market to, uh, to you know, Trey Flowers, the cornerback that they went and got in the free agent. So I'm, I'm I think the Atlanta Falcons could be a sleeper team. I really I do. That. Yeah, no, if, if Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati is the guy, and they have to learn to win on the road, they went one and seven away from Atlanta last year, but we're a good home team. They, if Desmond Ritter is just a, just a, a glorified game manager, they still may end up winning more games because they don't put a lot on their quarterback. At least they didn't last season. Like I said, ninth fewest pass attempts since 1985 in the NFL. They don't throw it a lot. All right, so Ty, who you got in that division? Uh, I got Atlanta. You got Atlanta. Oh, I like that. Like I, I, I mean, they remind Arthur Smith. I like what he's building. Mm-hmm. Uh, that with that run game, it reminds me a lot of what he did in Tennessee before um, he was the head coach in Atlanta. I, th- I I trust Desmond Ritter enough to get past Derek Carr. It's more about me not trusting Derek. I get Carr. that. I, I get, get that. that. Trust me. I'm, and I love a good yeah. run game, and the additions on defense. I think will one or two of those will. Work I love out the CJ Bates. I mean, I thought Bates. I thought Je- Jesse CJ Jesse Bates was a really really good player um, with the. Um, Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. He was, yeah. he was just a clutch player at safety. Made a lot of plays on that defense. Can I tell you this about Arthur Smith? I know this for a fact. He comes from the richest family in all of, of any NFL coach. Oh, he's a FedEx family. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's an heir. Yeah. His father was or yeah. grandfather founded FedEx. He's a FedEx family. That's you know, that's part of the reason why he's a bonus baby. That's part part of, reason, <laughs> part of the reason why he was in Tennessee. Remember, he made it through like three different coaches there. Because the, the ownership was like, we ain't finding no dude. He's FedEx. I'm trying to go. Well, with FedEx is based in Tennessee, exactly. right? <laughs> it's like, no, nah, we ain't finding that dude. What you talking about, man? <laughs> so, and he's a good coach, though. I'm not saying he's not, but that also helped him with a little job security. That's why they would fire the coach. Like, that we're keeping Arthur Smith. You, you're, you're safe, Arthur. <laughs> All right, give me your uh, three wild card teams in the NFC run because we got our division winners. Three, three teams will make. Last year's wild cards were Dallas, New York Giants, and the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to go with Dallas. Seattle as those wild cards. And, man, honestly, I think it's – I hate to do it, but I'm probably going to go Minnesota. Okay, Minnesota. Yeah, it's my uh, I am going – in my picks, I'm taking the Cowboys. I think they're going to be a good team and make the playoffs again, but not as good as Philadelphia. I am going to, too, take Seattle – because mm-hmm. I think they're going to be better than they were this – and I think the division's going to help them with those the Rams and the Cardinals. And I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons. 
I'm going to take oh, the Atlanta Falcons to wow. nick the Minnesota Vikings. I think the regression is coming for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. I don't think they fixed their defense, uh, and I think that's going to get them all those comeback wins and miracle wins they had last year. They go away, and Atlanta nice. is the team that jumps into the playoffs. Like Bijan, baby. Bijan. What do you got, Ty? Wild I got cards. Philly in the first wild card spot, mm-hmm. Detroit okay. in the second, and the Washington Commanders. Ooh. I know I brought it up during Bullish and BS. I've, I think I've convinced myself throughout the last few hours that Sam Howell has the ability to do kind of what the New York Giants did last year and surprise everybody and sneak into the playoffs. Eric BME offense. All right, guys. Offense so is NF- NFC championship game is who over who? Um, hold up. Did we, oh, you're going all NFC? Uh, well, NFC. Yeah, we'll do the AFC coming up. Um, okay, NFC for me in a championship game, I'll go San Fran. Ooh. San Fran versus, ooh, this has got me. I, I, I really want to do Philly in there, and I want to do Dallas. I want San Fran versus Dallas. I'll say Dallas gets through. Ooh. Boom. I'll go Dallas. There you go. But don't get past your guy Shano. No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen that, script, that show before. No, no. so they're, they're safe because they get past the divisional round, but they don't get past Shano. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Ty? I'm going to do the same. Okay, you got, ooh, you're not going Cowboys. He did go Cowboys. Yeah, so to, went to go to NFC title game, but over Dallas means Dallas is not no. in the Super Bowl. No. That yes. means San Francisco is that in the Super Bowl. He yes. ain't got a walk. I'm not going to be that biased. I'm, I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to agree with you there, Rod. I think San Fran takes him down three years in a row. Ooh. Ooh. I, I don't know about Brock Purdy, so I'm going Philadelphia over San Francisco. I think we get the game again that we got last year, but I think Philadelphia wins it again. But I think San Francisco is going to keep their quarterbacks. I'm going Philly. Okay. Philly back into the. I know it doesn't happen much. I'm just a bit. I'm, bu- I'm bullish on Philadelphia. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be better. I think their defense is going to be better. Yeah. Than he was even last year. Uh, I. You're. What scares me the most is what you said that. Uh, yeah. They, they, they usually, when you both. lose both coordinators, you don't go back to the Super Bowl, and it's hard in the NFC to go back too as a loser. Um, it, it was is. last time we had a repeat Super Bowl. It's been a long time. It's been a, it's been a while. long time. So yeah. I'm going to try to buck the trend with yeah. that. So I have you, you two have San Francisco win the Super Bowl. I have Philadelphia. And we will do our NFC, AFC picks coming up after we talk to Coach Sanders, okay? Like that, like that. We'll do the same thing. So, so okay. far, um, Ooh. Mm, so mm-hmm. it looks like Ty's got Washington as a surprise team. Atlanta, I, I have, and, and so does Ty. I don't think I have a surprise team, really. You really don't, but yeah. there will be one, but that's what's great. Last year was the Giants. Last year was Seattle. I guess Detroit is considered a surprise team because they didn't make the playoffs last year. So well, You and I have Detroit uh, yeah. winning the division. Yeah. That's a surprise. They didn't make the playoffs, so I guess that's a surprise. We're crazy. We are damn crazy. Uh, but you you know that in at the end of the season we'll look at these and we'll be like how look at the current playoffs what is uh, wrong with and be us? like why the hell how did this team make the playoffs and how did this team not make the playoffs uh, based on our preseason prognostications? That's just the way the NFL is built. Yeah, that is the way it's, it's supposed to be. Yeah. All right, so there you go. We'll take your picks as well. Who's winning the mm-hmm. NFC? We've got San Francisco, San Francisco, and Philly. Uh, that's kind of chalk based on what we saw last year. And as Rod just said, that probably won't happen. Uh, <laughs> and and, I, and you know, I think the biggest single factor, Rod, is health, right? I mean, It always is. I mean, it's the, mm-hmm. you, you kind of have a good feel for what these teams are when the season begins. And they're all – there's some, some, some tiers of teams. But, man, injuries can cripple a team. Yeah, they um, will. And, and that's what's so impressive about the 49ers is they have been injured a lot, yet they still win. It really has been. They've probably had the worst injury luck or some of the worst injury luck in the NFL in Shannon's tenure, in Kyle Shanahan's tenure. And still, you're right, they've still been able to compete. It's, it's, it's amazing, even at the quarterback position. Like we just talked about, especially at the quarterback position. Unbelievable. <laughs>
All right. Uh, we'll finish our East. So far in the AFC East, Rod likes Miami. I like Buffalo. And mm-hmm. Ty likes the Jets. In the North, Rod likes Cincinnati. I like Baltimore by a coin flip. I think those two teams are very, very even. Uh, that one could come down to who stays healthiest. And then uh, Cleveland for Ty. Ty's going outlier with the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns. Thinks they have a great roster. Nice underdogs. And that Deshaun Watson is going to be back from his massage gate situation. <laughs> uh, we also, bo- all three, like Jacksonville to win the South and Kansas City, duh, to win the West. They've only won it seven straight years going for an eighth in a row. Uh, so that will be the conversation on the other side. We're going to talk to Drew Sanders coming up, talk about his team and the game plan against uh, Mid- Waco Midway coming up on Friday and some high school football coaching speak. We'll also do the AFC's picks, wild card and Super Bowl team coming back here on Ian Rodby. Your exclusive home for the Jim Rome Show. We also have an affiliate in Austin. You'll never find anybody anywhere who doesn't think that that's one of the best towns ever. It is. Big shout out to our new affiliate in Austin. The Horn, 101.9 FM in 1260 AM. The jungle is always growing. It's a Texas takeover. The Jim Rome Show, 11 and 2. Good to be back on the air there. Austin, Texas sports. The Horn. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions. Based on what it takes to help you your company win and that's why there's ubo business services specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers make your championship decision with ubo business services visit them at ubeo.com great people great service endless possibilities Real Texans are genius. Bud Light salutes you, overly dedicated Texas Longhorn fan. How come? You show up to every UT football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, and ball-related sport there is. Ping-pong. Each game, you slather your entire body in burnt orange. Every nook and cranny. Yes, you're brewed in Texas, and so is your Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly. Texas edition Bud Light beer cans. Anheuser-Busch, Houston, Texas. At Diamonds Direct, nobody tells our story better than our own associates. I hear from customers that come in how shocked they are. They're able to, only with Diamonds Direct, afford a diamond that they never in their wildest dreams thought they'd be able to get. People are just thrilled with what we offer. We have exponentially more to choose from. The resources that we have, away from our wholesale roots, really untouchable. When you come here to Diamonds Direct, you know it's something special. You know it's something that is one of a kind. And you got that at such a phenomenal value. To be a jeweler and have this kind of firepower. We have all these mountings, all this selection, all these diamonds, and incredible prices is just unmatched. And I think our customers appreciate that we are so open and honest about every part of this process. What they're surprised by is the extent that we go to to provide an unparalleled, luxurious shopping experience. This company has a 60-year heritage in diamond cutting, diamond mining, diamond wholesaling. So there's no possible way to get any closer to the source than with Diamonds Direct. We won't be undersold. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. DiamondsDirect.com. Texas Sports, the Horn. We've got our uh, Super Bowl picks in the NFC and wild card teams and division winners all in the books. In our prediction side, we'll do the AFC coming up. We're close to the finish line there. They're just getting warmed up in high school football, Rod. And so far, the storylines include Westlake undefeated. They beat Judson 47 to nothing last week. Come on now. 
Also, Deloitte Lake Travis playing some really killer defense right now. Remember, they beat Arlington Martin to start the year and held them to six points. Beat Cibolo Steele last week and won it 20-10. to So, the Cavaliers playing some excellent defense. And uh, the Vandegrift Vipers, also among the best teams in this area, maybe the best. They beat Cedar Park last week, Rod, 41-17. to That's a neighborhood rivalry, but... Uh, was not close, at least uh, mm-hmm. in the in the final score. But but it was seventeen nothing at the end of the first quarter, and um, Vandergriff has their their final non district game coming up this Friday night. You'll hear it right here on the horn. They're going to be in a, uh, playing Waco Midway, I think, on a neutral site. And to get some more on that game, this team, you'll hear them on Friday. It's uh, the head coach, our man Drew Sanders, on the Vaqueros Hotline. Coach, how are you? Congratulations on a two and zero start. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, we're we're very excited. Yeah, you have to no be. Doubt. Hey, how about uh, two really, really good first quarters? Uh, you know, I mean, you guys, you know, opened it up early, really strong against Dripping Springs in Week One, and then end of the first quarter against Cedar Cedar Park, you're up seventeen nothing. Have to feel good about the starts your team is getting. Yeah, I mean that is that is so hard to do. You know, I mean those guys on the other side coach too, and they've got game plans and they've got all this stuff ready to go for us and. And so for us to go out and execute offensively and defensively, uh, man, it just is, especially early in the season, you know, you want to be able to go out and do this because you know you're going to continue to get better. Uh, but offensively, we were able to go uh, five for five uh, in the first half and all five touchdowns. You know, it was just a, a very impressive start for them. Hey, Coach, I'm going to ask you about, uh, like, continuity and chemistry early on because you guys obviously are playing really well. Um, but – you know, there's some units that obviously you have to emphasize that chemistry, that those nonverbal communication, uh, that kind of hive mind mentality. The offensive line is definitely one of those units. Um, have you found that the offensive line early on that they're still uh, struggling, not struggling, but is still working on that communication and being on the same page? Or have you found that, hey, man, this group, they kind of have picked up right where they left off last year? Well, you know, we've got three returning starters from last year. So <clears throat> I would say, Rod, it's a little bit of both, but we're, I'm kind of erring towards the side of uh, we're, we're starting to already have some high-level communication and picking up stunts. And, mm. and you guys know that, that Cedar Park has always has had a good defense. Um, and for us to be able to, to move them around a little bit and, and score um, like we did in the first half um, shows that, you know. Um, and then, of course, we got a couple of new starters on the O line. But overall, having three back just just really, really helped. And I, and I think those guys are kind of proving that the, the way we were able to move the ball. Mm. Uh, coach Drew Sanders is with. I'll give you a note, Drew. I met, uh, I ran into Galen Zimmerman, the coach of Dripping Springs, at dinner the other night, yeah. and uh, he said to say hi and uh, hey, very complimentary of your team. But he says his team's young yet; they're going to get better. But boy, uh, really impressed with your group and where you guys are already. Uh, what you know? What, what has been the key for this for you guys? I mean, you you were up forty-one to three in this game before they scored a couple of touchdowns late. Cedar Park uh, dominant starts. What has been the key for your team to be such complimentary, such a complimentary football team? You know, I th- I think that um, I mean I listen to you guys all the time, and it's the same things that the Longhorns want to do, that the Dallas Cowboys want to do. You know, we we are going out and we are getting third down conversions. Um, we are going out and, and stop really um, winning first down on defense. Um, and so that's so big for us. We, I know we've talked a little bit O-line so far, but, you know, the ability to, to win first down on defense is so critical because if you can get somebody in the second and eight and then a third and six, that's so different than the third and one yep. or third and two. And, and we've been able to do that defensively. We've had multiple three and outs. We didn't cause many takeaways uh, this week defensively. 
Um, I think that quarterback just really takes care of the ball over at Cedar Park. He's a, he's a very experienced player and will have a good year. Um, but I think those are those are two big things for us staying ahead of the sticks defensively. Where when we you know it's what we were talking about last week, guys, as far as defensively, we're so multiple. If we can get you in a third and seven, like there's truly no telling what we're going to do mm. defensively. And so that has been a you know that has been a huge help the last couple of games um, for us defensively. But I think th- those are a couple of keys that come to my mind as I've reflected on watching the tape and and uh, watching our performance the first two games. Obviously, it's very early in the season, but it's been a good start. Hey, coach, uh, you know, coaches in the off season, you obviously you come up with your own plans about what you want to work on, what you want to prioritize and emphasize uh, based on you know performances from the previous season. What did you emphasize? this offseason and are you seeing some uh, return on that investment that you spent uh, in the offseason working on those particular things you know and this offseason for us was um, trying to figure out who was going to be you know giving them time to figure out who they were as far as talent we were trying to to figure out to fill our holes that we had we actually brought a lot of people back for for going to state you know mm. a lot of people expected us to have a, a senior heavy roster but we actually brought back five to five and a half starters you know on both sides and so it was we so we you know what you get you know what you have with the other guys returning starters and so then at that point then you're trying to find um who are the new guys and so we just we, I thought one of the things we did well was in spring ball having tons of competition with good on good stuff and just really seeing who could um, step into those roles, who could be the new guy at corner or you know safety or wherever else. So I think that's one of the things we do really well is practice hard. That's one of the comments I get from college coaches that come around is, mm-hmm. is we go good on good all the time in the spring. And that's the difference than, than the fall. People that don't do – spring ball a lot of maybe listeners don't know but you can trade um one week in the fall for four weeks in the spring yep and um and so that's a ul rule and so we always do the spring because there's low risk for injury if there's an injury then you got some time to recover but you can really go just full full bore and figure out who can tackle who can who can um roll roll down at the right time in the secondary and you know and do make the plays um on offense and so i think that i think we did a great job as a staff working through that because we do we do have a lot of um we have some new starters too and 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 i think we picked you know well so far and we're still figuring out some positions but i think that was one of our emphasis i think another emphasis was just from the team they wanted to to not be satisfied and so i thought the extra lifts and all the stuff that good teams do uh were really great well attended this this past off season and, and they kind of had a desire to to um, to get back and, and do what we did last year. So far, Vandergriff mm-hmm. uh, flashing a, a dominant defense and a dynamic offense. Coach, you're, you told us last week about your quarterback, Deuce Adams, who's the son of Mike Adams, the former Texas receiver. He's now your receivers mm-hmm. coach there at Vandy. Uh, his his brother, Eli, is, is one of the best receivers there. Miles Coleman also. Well, what is it about those brothers that they have a connection that, uh, you know, you kind of can't coach that? They've been, they've been, you know, throwing the ball in the yard their whole lives. And, of course, their dad was a football player. How, I mean, that, that's got to be fun for you to watch those two with the chemistry. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it really is, you know, and that's that's something a lot of people don't know is, you know, Mike worked for me before, and so I distinctly remember Deuce and Eli being sixth, seventh graders and being good athletes back then, kind of quiet. They would come into our office. We'd come here early, and they'd come into our office waiting to go to Four Points Middle School, you know. And um, and it's just fun to get to know them now as as men, basically. And they are just uh, just a joy to be around. And you're right. I mean, they've been throwing the ball to each other uh, since probably they could walk, knowing uh, Mike, you know, because Mike was such a great athlete, still is. Every once in a while, he'll try to run and go catch a punt or, <laughs> or whatever else. He's fun. Um but, you know, yeah, I mean, you should see um, – I'll try to send you a clip of the fade ball that Deuce threw to Eli uh, from under center. I know you guys would appreciate that, um, throwing just a quick game from under center and down at the two-yard line um, and just threw it up and it was just perfectly placed and caught and toe-tap. Uh, just a really good play. So it's been fun to um, get to get to know them again and coach them again, and, and I'm really proud of what they've done so far. And they've just – added to uh, our team so well and and um, it just fit right in hey coach i got a question for you and it's actually not necessarily about the season that you're having right now um, but maybe you reflect on uh, last season a little bit um, i was talking about the texas bama game just a little bit and talking about how in big games where teams have a lot of time to prepare for whether it's a big regular season you know none uh, you know non-district game or you know non-conference game that you got extra time to prepare for you know it's big or you know playoffs we're talking about where you got a little extra time to prepare for teams bowl games that kind of thing that you have to break tendency because your 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 tendencies, the patterns, the trends, you've already established them over such a long uh, you know season, and the sample size is so large that you have to find the right time to break tendency. Because everybody's keying in on your tendencies and the formations and and what you do in these situations. Have you found that to be the case that when you've played in these big games, postseason stuff like that, that you have to break tendency because the teams are so well prepared? Yeah, I mean that's such a great point and so true and. If you don't, if you just stay, for, for my example, just for the defense, we'll talk defense a second. If you stay with the tendencies that you come into the game with, you are going to get stopped. Hmm. Um, because we are, we are, and all good defensive coaches are creatures of habit. And if, if you show a set that's 90% run, get ready for a loaded box. Exactly. Um, because we're going we're gonna to stop this run. Um, and so you've got to play action in sets that, that, you've, that you've run. You've got to throw sometimes on first and 10 on a set that you've never done that. Mm. Um, and I think that's key to every game, but I think that's super key to big games because each, each team circles games. They, every coach acts like, you know, that they really don't, <laughs> but each team circles games and they prepare for those games year round, or mm. if they don't, they're not going to win those big games. Right. right. I mean, right. that's at least my belief. Yep. And so then you save things for those moments. You can think about the double pass that we threw against Katie. Hmm. Um, we threw two of them, and we practiced it literally for about six weeks, <laughs> waiting for that right time, you know. And um, IOC does such a good job of just sensing when that was, and obviously it worked to perfection. Mm. But you are always preparing for those big moments and big games. Last week he was talking about this play he was creating, and I'm like, and I said, well, I'm not sure I want to use that for a pre-district game. We were meeting before the Cedar Park game. He's like, no, 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 I'm just getting it ready. You know, and that's, that's why he's such a great coach. Um, and that's what I think good staffs do is 
they do. They're looking ahead to those games, and they're saying, all right, we're going to, like Texas with, with maybe with Rice, like we're just going to be vanilla, we're going to be plain, and we're going to build some tendencies and maybe break one of them. But you can't have too many tendencies game two or three, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's gonna, those will come into play a little bit more later in the year where you have like eight games of stats to go off of and then break, yeah. you know. Um, one one interesting coach that I went against, I won't say his name or program, but it was always fascinating to me. I would play this coach, and he would break his entire tendencies the first drive. <laughs> and so the first drive, every if he was going to run slash to the strong side, coach, he would not do that. He'd always run it weak. Huh. But but here's the key: after the first drive, he always went right back to his tendencies. <laughs> and so <laughs> I figured out. So just, just the opening play script. Normal. <laughs> yep. We're going to play normal the first drive. Don't blitz anything. Don't try to create anything. Let the defense work. And then after that, we're going to start heating them up. You know? That's awesome. Love that. Great <laughs> stuff. Great football theory That's talk awesome. right there. Hey, Coach Coach Drew Sanders, head coach of Andergriff, you play uh, your final non-district game this weekend with Waco Midway Friday night. It's a neutral site, right? How did that game come about, mm-hmm. and what do we know about Midway? Yeah, so we're playing at UMHB, so if anybody's ever – has ever seen that stadium? It's beautiful. It's like an 8,000-seat stadium. It's like a mini Baylor stadium, um, and it is absolutely beautiful. And, and it came, came about because I had, this, I had this other philosophy of I don't want my team for the first time to get on a charter bus and, and drive to a neutral stadium to be in the playoffs. You know, I want to have playoff success, so I want to prepare them for playoff success by doing it in the regular season. So that's why I try to pick one game a year that's in a unique place, um, and get against a team we don't know anything about. And so what, Waco Midway agreed to that. And so that's where we settled on UMHB. It's kind of midpoint. Um, and then, so that's the answer to that. And then Waco Midway, man, you know, what a proud program lost in the state championship, uh, I don't know, five, six years ago maybe. Um, I think to maybe like Travis, I'm not sure. But anyway, they have a great program. Their quarterback, transfer quarterback, was the district MVP from Belton. Oh, wow. And so he makes them go. They have two really nice receivers, a couple big linebackers. They have lost two. They're 0-2, but they've lost two very close games. In fact, they've had the lead in both fourth quarters. And so we, we hope they don't get it going <laughs> against us. Well, we look forward to it. We'll hear it here on the horn. That's a great answer to why you do that, getting your team prepared uh, for what comes up in uh, November and December uh, when you're getting on those charter buses, leaving no stone unturned as usual. Drew Sanders. Drew, uh, good luck this weekend. I hope we keep everybody safe, and we'll talk again uh, next, next Thursday. Awesome. Can't wait. Thanks, Thanks Coach. Thanks, Rod. There you go. There's uh, Drew Sanders. Oh, man, I love talking to Coach. That's good, I man. started asking Coach football questions now. We, last week we got into the three high, three down. I was like, you know what? Hey, he's a, he's a ball coach. I just asked Coach about it, football, period, his team, but also football. So love love breaking down stuff with Coach. Well, he's great. It's good to get uh, high school football chatter back and uh, getting some of that in there because we know it's, it's still a passion of so many folks. And there are games tonight. There's a big uh, – what is it? Cedar Park and Round Rock are going to play. Of course, Cedar Park got thumped by uh, Vandergriff last week, but now oh, yeah. they, they need to respond. They bounce it. back. And the Dragons are off to an 0-2 start to their season. So Which is, rare. I'm a little surprised by that. they yes, got some sir. talent there. They do. A ton of talent um, up there. And this is what not, this is what non-district's all about. You know, testing, testing yourself. Testing yourself, finding yeah. out where you are, and then getting ready for the district I, games, which really matters. I love that uh, Texas high school football has turned into that. That's now the mentality for a lot of the big-time programs. They figure, listen, man, we can still win the district, then we get to the playoffs, and then we can control our own fate. But early on, instead of, you know, kind of slowly, gradually, you know, with cupcakes trying to, or someone who's on a lower level uh, trying to get ready for the season. No, man, just give me the 
powerhouses as many as we can early on so I can know what my team is. I want to yeah. know exactly what we are. Well, well guess what? <laughs> Texas is going to find that out Saturday. Yes, they will. Yes, they and they will. can still win the Big 12, even yeah. if they were to get uh, you know pushed around a little bit on Saturday. Uh, they'd like to win it, but it uh, doesn't end your season without it does a doubt. Not. Nope. Hey, we come back. Uh, we will hit our final picks. We're going to pick the AFC, the wild card teams, and the, uh, the, the team that will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. We will also hit some what's popping. What's popping? For this Thursday, it does include uh, be ready to watch football tonight. The NFL. Oh, thank um, the Lord bring it's it back. Strong on the other side. Quick timeout. Aaron Hogan. You just gotta keep living, man. Rod Babers. L I V I N. E and Rod B on the horn. What's popping? Who you Brand new whip just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that like stocking. Just joshing. I'm spending this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. I can put the ball in the end zone, put a bad in the friend zone. Sound like an intro. What is popping? Coming tempo. up here in a minute, but it's hot right now. Down there, T.Y. We're going to make our final NFL picks, and then we'll get to the what's popping picks for the night. That's all right. Just do it a little out of order, but uh, we need to finish up our picks because they play football tonight in the NFL, and we need to be on the record, on the record with where we're going. That's right. So, uh, all right, Rod. So we picked our NFL, NFC picks, right? Yep. Um, AFC is We're going to post easier. all of these. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, you know, winning divisions and, of course, into the playoffs. And, and over in the NFC, uh, for overview, Rod took San Francisco over Dallas in the NFC Championship game. What a matchup that would be in January. I took Philadelphia over San Francisco. Ty took San Francisco over Dallas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no homer. No one believing in Detroit. Maybe Seattle to get to that NFC Championship game. New mm-hmm. Orleans. But we all have different opinions on the divisions. But then in the AFC, again, it, it's uh, we each have a different team we like in the AFC East. Rod likes Miami. I like Buffalo. Ty likes the J-E-T-E Jets, yes, Jets, Jets. Jets. Uh, AFC North, Rod, you're on the Bengals. Yes, sir. And Joe Coolborough, who's cooler than him, about to sign says a big he's deal. healthy and about mm-hmm. to get paid. Mm-hmm. Says he's not thinking about it, but I don't believe him. <laughs> oh, he's got to be thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, Baltimore is my pick, and it's close between them and Cincinnati. But I think Lamar Jackson, that new new offense, weapons like around it. him, health. I'm with you. And um, they play the Texans to start the season. Ty likes Cleveland. Ty likes Cleveland. Ty likes the underdogs. He's he going does. for some underdog picks. I like it. Uh, value. A- AFC South. A- good value. He's, a, he's thinking like a better. AFC South. Uh, Rod. Oh, shoot. AFC South. We all like Jacksonville. Yes. Yep. It was easy. We all like Jack and Jacksonville. AFC West, same thing. We all like Kansas City. All like Kansas City. I mean, they've won it seven years in a row. It will be eight. All right, so, so. give me your, <laughs> Rod, give me your wild card teams. For the uh, NFC. For the AFC. AFC. We already did the NFC. NFC, you took uh, Oh, yeah, Dallas, NFC, Seattle, right. AFC, yeah, AFC, sorry. AFC. Um, I'm going to go with Ravens, of course. That's easy because we said it's basically a coin flip in that division. So, Ravens definitely make it. I'll go with the mm, – I'm going to go with the Bills, even though I say they're going to have a regression. I don't think it's enough of a regression to keep them out of the playoffs. Okay. And honestly, man, I'm going to go with the J-E-T-S, Jets, oh, Jets, Jets. Oh, right. A-Rod, baby. I'm going three different teams to make the playoffs out of that division. I, you know, kind of, I'm, I'm kind of with Ty, man. I do think that you're going to get the Jets. I think the infusion of Aaron Rodgers will really help that off, stabilize that offense. I'll give you a stat. Uh, the Jets' offense, with anyone starting at quarterback except Zach Wilson, they averaged 292 passing yards per game over the last two years. Uh, with Zach Wilson starting at the quarterback, they averaged 170 passing yards per game in that same time span. The 292 passing yards per game, which is what they averaged with anyone starting except for Zach Wilson, would have been first in the NFL. 
Wow. And Zach Wilson's 170 yards per game last in the NFL. They'd had they'd average more passing yards per game than the Chiefs, 289. So yeah, Aaron Rodgers in that offense, I think he's going to be pretty damn good. Take uh, it's going to take a while. Great and I think Garrett Wilson can be a star this year. Yeah, he had a thousand yards with. I know Jabroni's throwing. He was the already ball. a star. He's going to be a superstar <laughs> yeah, this year. Agreed. He might join that uh, Justin Jefferson conversation, yeah, right? right? That about uh, Jamar that, Chase. He's so good, and Aaron Rodgers loves him already. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so uh, I'm going Cincinnati because I got Baltimore winning that division. I'm going Cincy. Uh, I just think Joe Burrow's too good. He is, too, uh, and he's engaged now. He's engaged too. Oh, oh yeah, to his longtime girlfriend. Yeah, he's got he got engaged. He went Patrick Mahomes. Now he, he just has to have a baby. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's when you go crazy. Hope he have a, <laughs> that's when you ball out. Hope he doesn't have a weirdo brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think I don't know if he has. I don't even know who his siblings are. That's a that's a good thing, Joe. He seems like a sister kind of guy. He does seem like he might have a sister. Yeah, he looks like a sister kind of guy. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I know, he he might like have he some has, hot sisters. I'm yeah. taking. <laughs> I get that vibe like he has from him. Hot sisters. You're getting a vibe from him because because Joe Burrow's good looking. He has also good looking sisters. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't honestly, know. I, that rationale makes sense to me. I bet he does. I'll look. I'll check good, right now. Yeah. Good genes in the family. There you go. All right. I'm taking Cincy, Miami, and the Chargers in the in the wild card side. Oh, you like I the Chargers? Chargers just too much talent. They pay Justin Herbert. They just have to stay healthy for crying out loud. And this year, with Mike Williams gets hurt, which he will, they drafted Quentin Johnston to give him another another go. You know, guy to throw to. And uh, Austin mm-hmm. Eckler has now gotten got a little bit of extra money. He's going to play inspired. I like the Chargers, and I like their defense. Uh, health has always been the key for the Chargers. Um, but, you know, then they'll get in the playoffs and go Chargers. That's just what they do. <laughs> they tie Chargers tie yes. your wild card teams. Joe Burrow has two older brothers. Oh. Your vibe was off. Was vibe off. is off. My bad. My bad. Not a sister guy. <laughs> um, for my wild card teams, I'll go with Cincinnati uh, in the first spot. Cincy. Uh, Buffalo in the second spot. Bills, because mm-hmm. you and you took uh, the Jets to win the division. Yes. <laughs> and Pittsburgh in the third Whoa! spot. Oh, man. I mean, wow. that's Buffalo and Ty's, Pittsburgh. Ty's picks are spicy. I love it. Our picks are, uh, you know, Ty's picks are extra spicy. I mean, they're like firing the hole at I'm the, I'm the Desmond Howard of the show. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me that's say this. I, I have never been a Steelers fan, but, uh, but I'm, I'm rooting for them. They through all the mess last year, they went nine and eight. They went nine and eight because Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin coach, coach. and yeah. now they have another year under their belt with the quarterback and Kenny Pickett. I have uh, I've kind of invested in my fantasy leagues in this George Pickens guy. He's a good player. I've got him on both teams. I think he's about to have a breakout year. Deontay Johnson and he make a pretty formidable team. Mm-hmm. And you know who they like a lot in Pittsburgh, Rod? Is a guy the I corner. like going into the draft. Well, I like the corner. Oh, I like that. Did they draft the cornerback? Joy Porter Jr. Yeah, they like him. No, but they drafted Darnell Washington. The big oh, tight yes. end out of, right. Georgia, out of Georgia, who I thought was underrated. I forgot about it. There was some talk that maybe there was an injury red flag with him coming out of Georgia, but he's six seven and two seventy. Yeah, he's got the raw material, and he's going to be a weapon. And they mm-hmm. use him in the blocking game. Najee Harris, he needs to have a good year at running back for Pittsburgh, and they also have uh, Jalen Warren, the former Oklahoma State running back, who a lot of people think might they press like Najee Harris. Yeah, they, they do like him too. So I like Ty's pick there, and of course you know they're going to play a bruising brand of defense. It's Pittsburgh. It's Mike Tomlin. Absolutely love it. All right, so that's a good pick, Ty. All right, so what are we doing in the AFC Championship game? Are we getting another game? Where we part? Are we playing it again at Arrowhead Stadium? Or are they going to have the record to to host it once again? Yeah, I'm going Kansas City definitely uh, in there. But I'll go with, ooh, this is tough. I'm going to go with Cincinnati just because of Lou Anarumo and his defensive game plans in the playoffs. But I really want to go with Baltimore. I like Baltimore. If I wasn't going to go Cincinnati, I was going to go Baltimore. It's coming out of that division, I think. 
who you think Baltimore comes out of the wild card to get? No, I just say that that would have been the pick that I would have taken. Okay. But I'm going Kansas City and Cincinnati. But I, I, I really that's how much I like Baltimore. I really like them. I would have went them if not Cincy. Okay. Okay. Cincy got easier road. Easier road. You know. Okay. Because they uh, won the division. They're Ty. Who do you got? Cincy and Buffalo, two wild card teams. Cincy mm-hmm. over Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I Actually, no. Buffalo over Cincy, sorry. Oh, I think it's, oh he doubled back. Buffalo over Cincy. I, both those teams in the in the championship game. Buffalo breaks through. Josh Allen okay. gets over that, that little bit of a rut he was in last year. I think it's time for Buffalo to at least get there. All right. so Buffalo over like Cincy. That. That's not bad. All right. Uh, I am going to take Kansas. No, I guess I'm going to take Buffalo over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Damn, both of y'all got y'all yep. disrespecting Kansas City like that? Got to come. It's not over, really? but it's going to hit a road bump this I like, year. I love how y'all have no idea how good Patrick Mahomes is, do you? I do. I do. I know exactly <laughs> how good he is. No, you don't. If you knew how good he was, you would be picking against him. I know how good he is. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I, you think, don't. I mean, he's. No, uh, I'll, I'll remind y'all at the end of the season again. <laughs> I like Josh Allen, too. You like Josh Allen more? You like Patrick Mahomes? No, not more. Not more. Girl, I like his team. I st- They're screwing around with Chris Jones. What are they doing that for? They screwed around with Tyreek Hill, too, and then he had a better season than he did before. Well, at least they traded him for. For picks that they could use to to fix uh, their secondary, uh, right. I mean, look at this holding this guy out. What are we doing? Oh man, I can't wait to see that. It's gonna be wild. Okay, I don't see a pick, so I like him. We go. We got a lot to Jacksonville's talk about. Jacksonville's my sleeper team. Yeah, you love Jacksonville. You I think this is the year, and I'm a Doug Peterson guy, and I'm, I a, love, I'm a Trevor Lawrence great. guy. I think Trevor Lawrence could be in the hunt for the MVP. I love me some Doug Peterson though. That was a hell of a hire when they hired him. I said it was a home run hire. It really, he's great. Better he than really Urban is. Meyer. <laughs> 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 All right, that's some good stuff right oh, there. No, we'll no, post no. these picks. Ty, I'll send them to you, and you can put them up Do on our socials. Do we not pick Super Bowl winners? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I've got uh, Buffalo facing the Philadelphia mm. Eagles. I'll take uh, – I'm going to take Josh Allen here. you taking Josh Allen? Yeah. I know you think Buffalo's in a regression. I think their window's still open. I think the, the Dalton Kincaid <sighs> pick is going to give them a weapon in the middle of the field that will – uh, make that offense really tough to stop. And I think they run the ball better in Buffalo this year, Rod, with James Cook. Uh, they they with, have to. With, uh, yeah. with um, Damian Williams, who they brought mm-hmm. in from New England. Uh, my Super Bowl is going to be a uh, it's going to be a repeat Super Bowl. It's going to be a rematch between San Fran and Kansas City. All right, that's who I have. Yep, yep, San Fran and Kansas City. Honestly, man, I'm going to take San Fran. I got to take my boy Shannon. He's got to win one of these. If he doesn't, I mean, he keeps getting there and not winning it. He's so, got to win one, doesn't he? got to win one of these, Shannon. So I'm going to take Shannon. If he doesn't, he's, he's believing in Brock Purdy. He's supposed to be that guy. I'll take Shannon to win one because you're right. I mean, Patrick Holmes can't win another one. I mean, come on now. Really? With seven years into his career, he's going to have three Super Bowls? No, but can't do that, right? Ty, who you got? I got Buffalo over San Fran. I'm oh, we you. both have Buffalo. Oh, man, my pick is going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, curse you. You cursed me. <laughs> Curse you, dare Ty. Oh man. Oh, but that's fun. That's fun. All right. Yep. Yeah, I do know how good. I should not be picking against Michael Jordan, Mahomes. I, I should. Not be I should. That. I picked against him too because of y'all. I picked because well, of my boy Shannon. I got. I got to pick Shannon to win one of these damn games. He was up double digits on, on uh, Kansas City in the fourth quarter. I know you're going with it with Shannon. I get it. The, it's the wood. It's too strong. It's the wood, man. It's too strong. But Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> man, he's just too damn good. Too damn good. You know, his, his uh, career passer rating in the playoffs is higher than his career passer rating in the regular season. Oh. <laughs> How about this? His road, his road passer rating is better than his home passer rating. 
he's just so good. He's like ridiculous. Like we're, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Well, I, I so, am going to turn coat and take Philadelphia to win that Super Bowl over the Bills. Okay, just so I don't, I don't want to be like Ty. I don't want to be like Ty. It's no fun. Uh, but I'm going to take Jalen, and all the Cowboy fans already hate me, so, so they're switching. really going to hate me. Yeah, I'm fishing. I'm oh, thinking. Yeah. I got two I have in the Super Bowl: Philadelphia and Buffalo. I'm going to take uh, Philly. I can see that. But yeah, you definitely Cowboys fans are definitely going to hate you. They already though. do, though. That's good. I'm not, I'm not breaking any news. They've hated me since I picked, so did my Jerry Jones promise. Wisely. 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 Ty, do you have a what's popping pick of the night? Because there's, uh, we know what's popping tonight. It's Bills, Ooh. excuse me, it's Chiefs v. Lions tonight in the start of the yeah. NFL season. He's going to cut the court. Let's take Kansas City minus six and a half. Mm-hmm. Kansas City minus I, six I, and a half. That's what it was at yesterday. I haven't checked today. Uh, I Yeah, I'll take Kansas City. Kansas City minus the points. Yep. You know what? I'm going to take those six and a half. Thank you very much. I might buy it up to a half point and go to seven and see mm-hmm. if I can get get a push. I think I think uh, Dan Campbell's team is going to muscle it's them four around. Four and a half now. Oh, oh okay. I'll that's, definitely take Kansas City minus four and a half. That's more like it. Yeah. That's, that's more All like right, it. I'm no longer taking those points. <laughs> <laughs> he believes in Mahomes. I do, but I think I think I'm going to run the ball tonight. I think that big offensive line of the Lions will keep them in this game with Jared Goff, but. Um, It'll be a frenzy. Uh, Rod, awesome, awesome. Great we stuff, will post these picks. You know what tomorrow will be? It'll be a uh, Burn Orange Friday. Ooh, you're it's right. a football Friday. We'll be all over Texas and Bama, That's right. the college football games of the week. We'll post up our NFL predictions for you to mock and laugh at, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll get those out as well. But if you missed any part of the show, any of the discussions about these divisions, we started at 6 a.m. We finished just now. They all will be posted at hornfm.com. Also, our conversation with Travis Ryer, the Bama insider, which was outstanding at about 810. Go back and hit that if you missed it. Uh, All will be podcast at hornfm.com. Jim Rome is next.